0: Oh, hello. Welcome in. I have another edition of Not the Best Of the Eric Zane Show podcast. That usually means I'm up north. I am up north for this one. In fact, I don't want to make it seem like I made this generically. I actually recorded it on the twenty-third of May at 140 P.M. as the words leave my lips. Okay. And then I compile it all together. It takes me about 15 minutes to whip up a not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast and post it. Post it, that, that's in English, post it, not post it, to the platform, the free podcast platform. That's how I do it. So you got the Thursday 25, May 25 show, not the best of. Friday, not the best of. And then Monday, Memorial Day, not the best of. Okay. Some housekeeping. I'm also hosting the Anthony Kumia show Monday. On uh, Compound Media. Not live. I'm recording it right here. I can do all these fun things from my little uh, shithead studio. The Fear Bunker studio above my garage. Uh, interesting things that I can do like, you know, schedule a show. You know, it's ready to go. You can schedule these uh, these months in advance. It's crazy. Um. In addition to the free stuff I'm posting, the not the best of, which basically I pulled a bunch of old Patreon shows from in the first couple months of podcasting. So it was very early in this game. This is years ago. So I think in one of the clips, I'm talking about how Russia invaded Crimea, like part of Ukraine and made it theirs. This is years before the invasion of Ukraine. That's it's weird. I was like, wait, what the hell just happened? Oh, yeah, they invaded Crimea first. So all the news is dated, obviously. And it's important to note that my opinions on the world may have changed in the time that I did these shows back however many years ago that they were to where I stand right now. I'm constantly evolving. That's one of the many things that makes me better than everybody in the world. Or at least that's what I tell myself. Okay. Um, on Patreon for the uh, Thursday, May 25, Friday, May 26, and Monday, May 28, I have three while I'm away shows. Those are long. Those are like three hours each. If you know, you know. All on Patreon. Okay. Here you go. Enjoy the first segment of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show Podcast. money! Here's a man who's usually care. wrong. He didn't care. Or he doesn't care. He didn't care. Here's a man who. Eat things that make a pillow puke.
1: You're not rocking with the best. It's the Eric Zane Show Podcast. Then and here's, here's your, your
0: host. host. Thank you, Kevin and Muskegon. What happened to you, buddy? What happened? The growing list of uh, dissatisfied customers uh, in the Eric Zane Show podcast universe. Hell, with the number of dissatisfied folks, you could pretty much start your own podcasting network. That is, uh, that's, that's profound. You've got a, a long list of dissatisfied customers to be sure. Ah, oh, well, uh, Daisy is back in here in the room with us after serving her suspension. Um, this, that is, that's poetic considering my suspension on Facebook is ending today. Her, uh, she was given, she was sent out. She got a, uh, a, a two, five, 10 for instigating fighting and a misconduct Uh, she is back and behaving appropriately to some degree but I am a little concerned because over my shoulder uh, they appear to be kind of like I'm not worried about a fight so much I'm worried about uh, what do you call it Bruce humping her until there is a dog jizz incident which has actually happened. Now, I don't know if all of you have uh, been able to see your dog's orgasm before, but um, it's it'll change your life. It's horrible. The line, Eric, I think Bruce just jizzed was the actual quote from the Queen of the Forest when, God, he was so engorged from humping Daisy who ran away that all it took was a few more air pumps and it actually went and I didn't see it. She goes, yeah, Bruce just jizzed. I mean, she's been on the business end of one of those eruptions, not from the dog. At least I don't think, uh, so she knows a thing or two about what it looks like. And, uh, I'm like, what the f- Are you, Huh? The dog just jizzed. And, uh, well. So I don't want that to happen. I think we're okay. I hope. Hey, look. Seriously, guys. I just want to get through this. I, you know, I just want to get through this. All right. Hey, Daisy. Hi, honey. Yeah, I know. I know you're sorry. I know you're sorry. I know you just thought you were doing your job. And you're kind of a jealous girl. That happens. All females are. Human and dog. They're all jealous. Us guys, we can't do anything without them getting jealous of us. That's why they're trying to take our wages. Which they, they can't have. I'm kidding. It's just a joke. You can have my wages. You ever like be in a room full of women? And then like you see something on TV that... Uh, news of Florida, the average lady, uh, Oops, hang the average lady uh, has to work uh, only uh, for every dollar a man makes, a woman makes 70 cents, you're like, oh, fucking shit, come on, man, don't do that to me now, and then your only play is, to go. Yeah, that's terrible, it's terrible, and it is, it is, I mean, come on now, uh, okay. Uh, Phil Collins, you know, uh, Genesis, Against All Odds, Disney movies. He's touring right now. And, wow, I give this guy a lot of credit. And I will share this with you so you can see what I see. And for those that are listening to the audio podcast, you can uh, look on your own as, uh, you know, just kind of checking the show notes there, as I like to do. He's fucked, but, and his body is so broken down for, I'm not sure how, I think I might explain it in this article, that Genesis is on tour and he sits in a chair. He can't play the drums anymore. His son is now the percussionist slash drummer, who I think is also struggling with hair loss. Because he wears a stupid hat on stage. So, you know. God, I cannot imagine how. I feel bad for people who are losing their hair. And they they don't like it so much. That they feel the need to wear a hat. Because they're embarrassed by that. And it's like, dudes. It's okay. Just either shave it. or, um, But don't. Don't try to trick anyone. You know, I mean, the comb over—no one's buying it. Is it. I mean, do do people even do the comb over anymore? Um, but but the hat—I'm like, come on, man, let's see your beautiful head. Just shave, just shave it off. I want to see that that beautiful baldness. It's it, so many men have this. This is not a big deal. But uh, Phil Collins is just fucked, and and he, in these photos, it's every photo is unflattering. There's one where he's leaning on a cane, and he makes the NFK look like the winner of the CrossFit Games. I mean, it is it's that bad. Oh, it, if if uh, if I'm Phil Collins. I put a hit out on whoever published these photos because he looks either our word or like he's 137 years old. There's one where he's actually leaning with the hunched over old man frame over the cane. It's, Oh, I get the urge to like sit up straight when I see these, what, the fuck is going on with phil collins and but again i give him all the credit in the world for heading out on the road he's only 71 years old sitting while performing in berlin during the european leg of genesis the last domino tour as singer battles debilitating health conditions This one says, Phil Collins continued to look frail as he performed with his band. This uh, this comment. I mean, none of these pictures say, Phil Collins, hanging tough, gives it his all. Or, Phil Collins still sings a razor's edge. Phil Collins, tone is perfect, though seated. You know, nothing flattering about this. Whoever the asshole is who... Uh, published these and now everything is frail. Look, look at this one says the singer who's touring with Mike Rutherford and Tony Banks, all 71 years old, wore a glum expression as he remained seated throughout the uh, gig, plagued by health issues in recent years, starting with an injured vertebrae in his upper back in 09. He is like the NFK. The injury was sustained during a show and left him with crippy, uh Cripplingly painful nerve damage. Oh. Uh, despite he- Phil's health issues after two breakups and a reunion tour, the English trio have been back on the road under the banner of the last Domino tour. They opened their set with the song behind the lines. Huh? And then Duke's end both from their 1980 album. Uh, Duke. Oh, Hey, now, hold on a minute. Hey, I've had it. I'm going to cash in my chips any minute now. You got to stop this. Both of you, I'm talking to you you're the problem. Well, actually, you're the problem because you keep licking his penis. Now, I'm seriously, I'm just, uh, you know, a third of the way into this thing. All we need to do, just finish up, finish strong. We're having a great time talking about Phil Collins. I'm going to be like him in 20 years, you two. And then uh, I'll take. We'll, we'll go for a walk. Look at you. Heard that? That's how why your head tilted. I said go for a walk. I say that, and look at him. He's excited. O'Neill, he's over here. He's excited too. If you give me just a handful, if you can just work with me here, we can all go for a walk. But not now. I know you love to go for a walk. You got to be patient. Dad's working. Don't look at me with that sad face either. So no more boners, no more dog jizz. Please. Uh, I don't. Okay. What is um in the air tonight? I think that's Phil Collins, right? That's not Genesis. Uh, Abacab. Abacab genesis right i just saw Stu McAllister talked about this exact thing now I, you know god knows what he's doing right now uh no one knows his job title i think he's a he's a gigolo uh, he might be at the job right now i'm confident well i don't think we'll be able to get him he's probably working but no one knows the guy's job so who knows He's keeping that very, very hush, hush, right now. But I know Stu McAllister talked about this on the Elemental podcast. I want his thoughts. I think I would need to hear how Phil Collins sings. i reached the phone of Stu because, frankly, if you go to see Genesis, uh, I can live without Phil Collins playing the drums. And I can live with him being seated. I won't be able to live if he... um, Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm podcasting. Oh, hi. Yeah, should I call you back?
1: Well, I was just going to... I was listening to your podcast from yesterday, and are we going to Papa Rob's or something?
0: Well... Uh, uh diana and i are on the 19th well why
1: wasn't i invited
0: oh well, i haven't gotten that far yet uh no. i need to make sure that where we're going uncle mike's that you can because they're still freaked out. remember their uh, uh what's her what's her name sophia yeah i know sophia she doesn't have an immune system so, and I don't make the rules. It's their house. Oh. They're kind of, oh. they, I think they're still kind of like, uh, very worried because she can't cough and it, it would be horrible. So, and let, let me get back to you on that.
1: Okay. Well, I can go.
0: Yeah, I know it. Okay. 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 All right. thanks. Uh, okay thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. More on her in a second. Wait till you hear this story. Holy shit. Okay. The dogs are behaving. This is good. This is good. Okay. Uh, ba, 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 ba. all right. That looks good. That looks good. Awesome. If he starts busting out Abacab and he sounds like fuck and can't hit the notes. God, I hate that. I mean, if, okay, I can, I can live with all those other things, but if he can't sing, well, then it's a disaster. And I, one of my, um, Biggest things that, that really makes me sad is when these old rockers can't rock no more. Okay? Like, the one, the one I think who can still perform as strong as he did when he was young. Like, even if you hear Paul McCartney now or Mick Jagger, something's going on there. It's, it's not perfect. Mick is uh, less obvious than Paul. And um, Keith Richards, I don't even think he plays guitar. Get a a search online, Keith Richards' hands. The destructive arthritis that has taken place, they are so gnarled. In fact, I got to look right now and then share it with you and then put it in the show notes. Keith Richards' hands. Oh, my God. They don't even look like hands. They look like they would be very pleasurable if they were to go in t- up up your lady's butthole, but oh God, his knuckles have just become so odd looking. There you go. Oh shit, it's too long of a of a link. It won't it won't do it. Never mind. Uh, I'll link it up in the show notes so you can look on your own. It's bad. Um, but I digress if he can, uh, the only guy who can still perform is Sammy Hagar. Sammy's in his seventies and he can still hit everything. Like he's, uh, at, uh, 24 years old. I am not shitting you. Um, he can sing the fuck out of anything and he's an excellent guitar player. Holy shit. Out of all the old guys. He is the one who's found the fountain of youth. All the rest of them are, it's just there because you're looking at a legend. You're, you're not even really enjoying it. Everything sounds like fuck these days. Okay. And, and they, uh, and they sell out and I don't know how they do it. Smoke and mirrors, but it sounds like shit. And uh, they, everybody loves it because it's nostalgic. Uh, uh, Genesis, Phil Collins, Uh, He's in a chair. I'm pretty sure uh, he shits in the chair during the show. I've seen pictures of an actual colostomy bag uh, filling up with piss and turds uh, as the show goes on. In fact, there is a trick that he has, uh, his son is on drums, the balding guy, and they have figured out that in some of those songs, uh, because they actually do do the song in the air tonight. And the moment, When uh, Phil Collins' son hits the, I can feel it coming in. Uh, You see pulsating turds going through a tube into the bag that match the beat of the drum. He has managed to shit appropriately to the exact rhythm of the beat. And it's, from what I'm told, you can see it on YouTube, I swear. I'm not even making it up. Uh, the the shit flying out of his body as he sits there. So I find that to be incredible. I mean, that alone is worth the price of admission uh, to go see Genesis. but um, nevertheless, whew, my God. So that is uh, Phil Collins. I wanted to get to that. I, I wanted to get to that in the free podcast today, but I ran out of time so you could see the frailty of this guy, but I, I again, I give him all the credit in the world as long as he can sing. I I think it's cool, okay? And, of course, he's got the uh, uh, colostomy bag thing. That's also very interesting. The band uh, has to be careful uh, not to step on it. They would rupture the actual colostomy bag on stage, and that would be just a horrible thing. Taking a time out on Not the Best of, the Eric Zane Show podcast, to tell you about some of the great sponsors. First of all, the show originates in the Baldwin Ace Hardware, Fear Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Zane Live, or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane Live. If you ever want to reach out, send me some hate mail. Eric at ericzane show.com. That is the Shoreliners Striping Inbox. Today the show is brought to you by A&E Heating and Cooling. The Immortal Joe Martinez. Love him and his crew so much. So if you ever have an issue with the AC or the furnace, this time of year we talk AC. This is who you call. 616-516-8579. Scheduled maintenance, maybe an AC tune-up for 79 bucks. That's cheaper than everybody else. Everybody charges 99 to 119. Joe does it for 79. No one else does it that cheap. If they do... They suck. 616-516-8579 for Joe Martinez A&E Heating and Cooling. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Fantastic place to get your vehicle repaired. Scheduled maintenance. Maybe you're stuck on the side of the road. You're like, oh, my God, tow truck shows up. Probably Grand Valley Towing. I love those guys. And then you just say, take it to Irvine's. like, all right, yeah, we know. Take it to Irvine's. Throw the keys in a little drop box thingy or whatever it is. They'll take care of the rest. 616-532-6600. They've got uh, a loaner cars for free, you know, while you're getting your car fixed. Typically, loaner cars are for people who don't have any friends and everybody hates them. I'm kidding. 616-532-6600. All right, rolling on. More here on not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, Speaking of horrible things, uh, Russia, yesterday, uh, the plan was, in addition to try to uh, uh, make headway and get into Ukraine, was to destroy pregnant women and children that are uh, getting treatment in the hospital. So yesterday... Uh, Putin gave the order. Go ahead and blow up the maternity ward, the maternity hospital, and then on the back end of the trip, I want you to blow up the children's hospital. Now that is so terrible. I mean, that is, um, I you know we are. He is quickly rising the ranks um, and trying to. Z- Putin is and zeroing in on a Hitler level of evil. Um, that, of course, the greatest evil that I I guess I could think of off the top of my head that has been walking amongst us. But, you know, uh, blowing up the maternity ward in the children's hospital, these are things that Hitler would do. So we cannot put Putin ahead of Hitler here. But, I mean, uh, when they're using words like atrocity and and war crimes, I mean, uh Wow. I mean that uh, everything's at a different level and so now I guess what I'm what I'm asking is what could possibly be the end game here after you've blown up all the pregnant women and the sick children. So you've got dead pregnant women and dead kids blowing up hospitals. I mean, in my opinion, the gloves are off, okay? So I mean, what does that mean, Eric Zane? Does that mean we should uh, nuke them? Yes. Yes, it does. But we need to be smart about this. And we need to tap into our American creativity. Okay? We need to look back on uh, the the biggest, one of the biggest uh, uh, domestic terrorists that has ever walked the planet. The late, not so great Timothy McVeigh. Very sneaky fucker who blew up our children and our women and our federal building on his own. Okay, so a little tit for tat. We rent a Ryder truck just like McVeigh. And on the inside of it, we don't build a fertilizer bomb. We put a nuclear device in there, okay? And uh, there's got to be one of you great American patriots who would be willing to drive the truck into Russia and you simply just drive through and try your best to make it through and you drive to the Kremlin and or a, uh, uh children's hospital or perhaps even a women's clinic or I don't know, uh, a school perhaps and blow up the bomb. No one claimed responsibility. U.S. goes, I, I don't know Oh, they did. Holy shit. Oh, my God. It was one of us. It not us. We had nothing to do with it. You got to be sneaky about this shit. Now, I, of course, really don't mean this because it would probably be the end of the world as we know it. But uh, what the fuck? And, and here's what, uh, what I, I dwell on. Let's just say that we're, look, we look at our crystal ball. And if you are Russia and you haven't won this war, you've destroyed lives, destroyed uh, communities and cities and buildings and property and and on and on and on, but you lose the war, then what? Do you just like go home and expect the world to turn around and and respect you in any fashion? Because in my opinion, all of these uh, businesses that have pulled up stakes in Russia I mean, if the war ends, you still don't open it up, right? You can't like just go, "Oh, thank God." Well, now that, uh, now that you're done, now that you've blown everything up and tried to kill all the children and the women that are pregnant, but the war is over, we're going to reopen the McDonald's. No, that's not going to happen. None of that shit's going to happen. I guess my point is, what's the end game here? Either he wins. And takes over the country, and then we kind of just have to sit and wait awkwardly and see what happens next. And this all comes because the fucking idiot has nuclear weapons. And this is what scares me to death because I don't think he's going to be successful in trying to take over this country. So, if when I ask the question, what is his end game? I think this crazy fucker's end game is going to be he's going to launch a tactical. Nuclear strike at Ukraine. And then it's fucking over, man. Then it's like, holy shit. So yesterday, I go online and I'm searching for a generator. And I found a terrific generator. It's $1,300. It runs on gas and it runs on propane. It's a whole home generator. Now, I don't mean to scare you. But I'm thinking about this shit. This is frightening the fuck out of me. Generator. Uh, I have a spot in the house that is extremely safe. I might have to go back to Aldi and start buying the fucking spam here. What the fuck? If, okay, and this all comes to, and I keep thinking about it more and more, because this crazy fuck is blowing up the maternity wards and the children's hospital. Holy shit. Uh, boy. All right. I guess we see what today will bring. Mother fuck. I do not like this at all. And I don't want to hear about, uh, Hey, yeah, but we're taking yachts. We're taking super yachts and the McDonald's is closed down. I don't think he gives a fuck. Holy shit. Um, sorry about the doom and gloom, but, uh, it's kind of on my mind. (laughs) Let's see. Stu writes this. It's laugh fest time. It has reminded me of when I was on your Freebird and outing show at the orbit room. Thanks for having me on that. You fuck. Can I call you real quick? great ah yes laugh fest in west michigan jerry jones the owner of the dallas cowboys is fucked in the mid 90s jerry jones was at the airport okay and he ran into a chick that he liked a ticket counter agent for American airlines in Little Rock, Arkansas. He started to hit on Cynthia Davis. That's her name. She, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I guess she was smitten by him. I'm guessing that in 1990, whatever 1995, uh, Jerry Jones was 99 years old, but the relationship blossomed and they porked uh, this lady gave birth the lady gave birth to a little girl named alexandra on december 16th 1996 shortly after that cynthia davis the woman that jerry jones had sex with Uh, And her husband filed for divorce. Now, Jerry Jones has been married this whole time. Been married to the same woman for a long time, as far as I know. During the divorce proceedings, it was determined through genetic testing that Alexandra Davis was not the child of Cynthia Davis's husband. So dad was not, he's not a dad, was not ordered to pay child support. You don't have to pay. That's not your, he's like, that's not my baby. You're right. When the divorce was finalized and Alexandra Davis did not have, uh, and then Alexandra Davis did not have a legal father. Let's see. Um, Jerry Jones and his wife, Jean, married, Jean, married in 1963. They have three children, 63, Jesus. And I'll have a front office role with the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, Jerry Jones is the owner, team president, general manager, all that shit. Well, back then, Jerry, and I don't know if he did this quietly. Maybe he did this with his and his wife was made aware. I don't know. And then somehow repaired the relationship. I'm hoping and praying that Gene Jones. Mrs. Jerry Jones is not aware of this because the shitstorm for this guy to go through, I don't know. I kind of would like to see him struggle. It would be awesome in a weird way. Jerry Jones uh wrote a check to Mrs. Davis or Ms. Davis for three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars and the child was to receive certain monthly annual and special funding from the trust from a trust until she turned 21 the child was to receive lump sums when she turned 24 26 and 28 so then jerry jones had this woman sign the mom of the child sign a confidentiality agreement this does didn't happen anywhere no big deal okay it's done jerry jones is like great well, the one person who didn't have a signed contract was the child. So the child is informed, yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. So now this ch- this chick who's 25 right now 25, uh, has is said, yeah, hey, I'm Jerry Jones' daughter. And everybody's like, huh? What? You are? And so that's where it gets weird um, because of that. Now the mom... Um, the mom and the daughter starred in a local reality show. The mom and the daughter ended up having tons of cash. They were on a reality show called Big Rich Texas before anybody knew about this. And at the time, representatives for uh, the mother of, the, of, uh, of Alexandra, Jerry Jones's mistress, um, and the show, she's like, hi, I'm Cynthia Davis and I'm living off a trust fund. And she was his. And so she's, I mean, this is a great investment. I mean, if you, if you're her and you realize Jerry Jones wants to have sex with you, do it. Absolutely have sex with him. You have a child. Sure. You had to have sex with Jerry Jones, but this worked out wonderfully. This is great for her. Alexandra uh, Davis grew up in the Dallas area and graduated from SMU. Jones has been in contact with the mom, but he and Alexandra Davis have never met, according to the lawsuit. uh, The very uh, famous, the multi-talented hero of the universe and starter of many jobs, we welcome in the one and only (laughs) Stu McAllister. Hello, Stu. Eric Zane, how are you, man? Are you actually on the job right now? Oh, are you, are you, are you at work right now? Me? No, I'm oh. not at work. Okay.
1: No. I work second shift.
0: Okay, good. I didn't want to bother yeah. you. And no one knows what you're doing, right? This is you're on the down low.
1: Yeah. I keep it relatively yeah. secret. Okay.
0: Yeah. How about
1: well, when I, when I quit in a day or two, I'll, I'll yeah. fucking blow it
0: open. Of course. Now um, you recently <laughs> left the other job and we didn't know about that one either. Have we do, can we now say what the last job was?
1: Oh, no, I'm still at the last job, oh. I'm still waiting on the new job.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> when we spoke last week, I was like, yeah. I thought, okay, so we're still in that limbo period.
1: Yeah, it's the, They're doing a very uh, extensive background check, and every night at midnight or so, they send me an email going,
0: hey, we need this. Like, why are you emailing me at midnight,
1: and okay. why didn't you ask me about
0: this originally?
1: So, it's a process.
0: Um, now, do you think they're going, like, just Googling your name?
1: Probably. That's what it feels like
0: right now. Okay, so they're pouring over every show. They are listening. They're, they're to,
1: pouring over everything. They man. are listening
0: to every one of your shows. <laughs> um, have you ever, let me ask you this. How many times on your show have you called black people the N word with a hard <laughs> R?
1: Thankfully, zero. You, you, you'd probably be surprised, but it's zero.
0: Okay, this is good news, Stu.
1: Yes, yes, thank you.
0: I noticed, I was tipped off about a story, and it was the frailty of Phil Collins. I saw you talked about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. He Bad, looked right. It's, it's horrible. And you know, yeah. and I, I didn't get a chance to listen to hear if he can still sing. Cause if he can still sing, that might be okay. But yeah, I, th-
1: I think they're saying that he can, but it's still just like, I do I want to watch this 70 plus year old man? Just sit there and sing a song. It's, I don't know. It's sad to me.
0: If he can sing, I can endure it. But I, I says su- I was suggesting earlier with the audience that he needs to put, hire a hit man to kill the person who took the photographs of him because he looks like a decrepit monkey skeleton. I
1: want someone to like just carry him around the stage. Like he's actually walking around, but it's somebody else to be like, uh, was it master blaster from Mad Max or whatever? Well,
0: well, if you remember game of Thrones, Hodor used to carry Bran around on his back. So we can hire, we can hire uh a giant black man with no clothes on to strap Phil Collins to his back
1: <laughs> How about that dude with the monster cock?
0: Yes, well, he's dead, but if Michael Clark Duncan were alive, he's dead too. This would be Michael Clark duncan, and then um you know every time Phil Collins needed some help with the vocals, he would reach the microphone around, and Michael Clark Duncan would do his character from the green mile and go okay boss <laughs> jesus
1: <laughs> i did not realize that dude with the huge cock was dead
0: yeah his name is barry and i have uh, <laughs> images of him all around my studio some sick fuck keeps sending me merchandise with various uh, i've got the coffee mug in my hand i've got that's,
1: that's Pellerito. That's got Pellerito written all over it.
0: I don't know who it is. They're all, yep. Stu, you know this. They're all animals.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Every you're, one you're of them. Listening audiences, fucking deviant people.
0: <laughs> Did you hear about the guy um, who's running for the 74th district, which is part of Kent County, and yeah. the the guy who said, if you're getting raped, just sit back and enjoy it?
1: Yeah, I I fucking reamed on that guy yesterday. He oh god, it's hard to believe this guy represents fucking where I live.
0: I mean, why can't why can't people turn on people like that? You would think that people who, you know, if they th- have a like-minded idea of how politics should be, yeah. they would still not let him get away with saying those things, right?
1: His own family is like don't
0: vote for him. don't vote for my dad. You know, He's an idiot. I realized that after I finished my show. Yeah, that was the guy who when his sister, his his daughter said, "Yeah, my dad's a fuckhead." You, you don't want to vote for my dad. He sucks dick. <laughs> he sucks Barry's dick. <laughs> oh god. The worst. Well, okay. Um, let's see. Was there, oh, uh, you said Laugh fest, um, and you're, are you working again, helping those people get Laugh Fest going? Fuck no. <laughs> okay. Good. Good.
1: I, uh, I've just, I, I just, unfortunately I'm too busy. Yeah. Working second shift too. It just, uh, it doesn't match. Yeah. I would like
0: to, but my
1: life is much different now. Of so.
0: course it is. Of course it is. Um, and, but you were reminded because, uh, at the Orbit Room, yeah, you did a. We did a bit with you when I was with Freebird and Wings where you went on stage and did like five minutes, right? Yeah,
1: and then you guys destroyed me.
0: And then we were writing insults, and then we made you read on cards, and then we made you read the insults back. Yeah,
1: it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, you guys destroyed my ego, and i I've never been the same human being again. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: I I remember only one joke. No, I remember two jokes. You read one and you were, "Oh, fuck." It it said something like, "You are ugly as fuck." And then another one said, "Gilda's Club hopes you get cancer."
1: Yeah, uh, that was the classic line there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Stu, I mean, that was uh that was it was horrible, but it was fun. I enjoyed making fun of you.
1: Yeah, I mean that's you know it was a roast more or
0: less.
1: Uh, you know, I I knew what was going to happen, and it was a good
0: time. You know, we did that bit again with um with another chick with a with a female comic. Well, oh. there, was, there was two. It was more than uh we did that, that bit again when we did the show at uh, DeVos Performance Hall and yeah. Der- Derek Derek Hebler. Do you remember Derek Hebler? Yeah, yeah, I okay, Derek Hebler. Yeah, Derek got ripped a new one, and he laughed it off. And sure. then we brought up this female comic. I forget her name. I used to actually work with her at a radio station. Oh. And uh, we brought, I knew she was in comedy. So I said, Hey, yeah, we're going to bring you up. And then we're going to rip you a new asshole. That's it. Right. That's the bit. Right. And she goes, Oh, okay. And then she goes on stage and she does her bit. And yeah. then the first joke I made about what well, was about how large her ass was. And she got so pissed off. It was horrible. Oh. She took it so poorly, and I was like, "You have got to be kidding me! I can't." This is why all female comics suck. This is why, right here, this is the reason why you do not, uh, you should not be in comedy.
1: Well, I mean, definitely, that's on her then too. Of like, you know, you know what the bit is. You know what this they're going to say weird, awful shit about. I you. told you. If you,
0: can't handle it. Don't do it. I should have said to her. Should have been more specific. I should have said, "Ma'am." Look, I couldn't help but notice, but your ass is large. So that's going to be my first joke. Right.
1: And then she should have said, oh, I cannot handle this. I'm out.
0: Right. Right. But uh, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. It's a good time, man. It's a good bit. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm totally kidding about that. All women are great and they should be comics. Right, Stu?
1: Yes. All of them. Incredibly funny. Everybody, everybody is funny.
0: Yes. Everybody is funny. Okay. Well, what time do you start work tonight? Two. Two PM till like midnight or something. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, you dick. Ugh. Gross. Okay, well, good luck. I'm glad I got Likewise. a hold of you. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Okay, Stu McAllister, of course. Still, still in the old job. Holy shit, still in the old job. Hey, watch this. Watch this. Let's go for a walk. You want to go for a walk? Is it time to go for a walk? It is time to go for a walk. Okay. You know what that means. It's time to go for a walk. Thank you so much for being here, folks. I love you. I'll talk to you. Uh, We got the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast coming up tomorrow at 5 p.m. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow on the free podcast. Till then, folks, have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, time out on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I want to say it. I don't have any idea what is on these shows. Um, I don't want you to think like I'm doing some great service by posting a Not the Best of show. I call it Not the Best of because I'm literally just grabbing shit and throwing it up. You know, as far as I know on these clips, I'm saying terrible thing, things about gay people or something like that. I have no idea. This is what's going to get me canceled. If you hear anything that's wonky, say, oh, my God, you won't believe what you said on this show. Let me know and send me a timestamp. I'd love to hear that. Uh, Hire me on Cameo, Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. My Cameos are the best. They're cheap, a lot of fun. And, uh, well, you're the boss. You're telling me what I'm doing, whether it's uh, roast, whether it's uh, PG or uh, NC-17, I can do it all. Cameo.com slash Eric Zang. Thanks to the Kent County Health Department for being here on the show. Three things they like me to talk about. The WIC program. Immunizations, no charge for the little ones if you qualify. And personal health services to keep you healthy if you like to have lots of sex. I'm not even kidding about that. Thank you, Kent County Health Department, 616-632-7200. Or access kent.com slash health. Berlin Raceway. Berlinraceway.com. Racing this weekend. 6.30 start. The seniors get in free. I mean, like, not seniors in high school, like the old timers. Old timers get in free. Current military and veterans who have ended their military career they all get in free. They do this every year on Memorial Day. So that's very nice. Um so if you're if you fit those uh descriptors, just uh you know, flash the badge when you get in and you're in free. Otherwise, tickets are just 14 bucks when you buy online, 17 at the door, berlinraceway.com. Um Tickets, 14 bucks. Racing starts, 6 30 There's fireworks when it's all said and done. That's awesome. So, theoretically, mom and dad, 14 bucks each. Kids, 15 and under, free. Parking's free. Beer's cold. Beer's cheap. You can bring in a cooler with all your snacks. You can bring in all the soft drinks you want as long as there's no glass and no booze. How about that? I just love saying it and describing how great the setting is at Berlin the best value in entertainment sports entertainment in west michigan thank you to berlin okay we're rolling on with more of not the best of the eric zane show podcast it's embarrassing
1: it's time for the eric zane show patreon bonus podcast where you're more likely to hear something that would have gotten him fired from radio yeah. here's your host eric zane
0: Doom this is the Patreon bonus podcast. Welcome in. It is uh, for Wednesday. Again, it's all nutty and weird because uh, what I would normally do on a Tuesday night did not happen because of, uh, well, basically uh, the, the day got long. I could not record the way I wanted to prior to the Griffins game. So I'm like, ah, screw it. let's do it. I'll do it after the damn game. No big deal. I stay up late now these days and, uh, sure as shit. Something goes uh, down with the fucking Zamboni and destroys the ice. I didn't want to say it on the freebie, but I'll say it on this. Some asshole does not know how to operate the fucking machinery and the ice had a fucking hole in it. And, uh, it was just a disaster. There's, I mean, players are, yeah, players go over there at the end of the second period, players go over and look at the fucking ice. At the end of the second intermission, they're like, "What? There's concrete here. What the hell? You, what am I supposed to do? They're gonna break their legs." So the the the, the repair it was a miracle that that game was finished. A flat out miracle. Uh, I w- I was shocked that they even played. There's a classic picture that I took of a couple of Griffins, uh, well, one Griffin player, Joe Hickett, standing next to Keegan Colasar, who was. Uh, uh, they were reading the rule book and with another, actually another guy, the, the alternate captain's holding the rule book, Keegan Colasar for Chicago's looking over his shoulder and Hicketts is standing there one hour earlier. Colasar was beating the piss out of Hicketts, just punching the shit out of him on the ice. Colasar is a big, nasty, gigantic man. And, uh, and, and, and they're like, no big deal. I don't understand how hockey players think the way they think, but it's it's just shocking that somebody can punch you in the face repeatedly, and then you're like, hey, yeah, what are we going to do if the game's canceled? I don't know. Go out for a beer. That's freaking crazy. All right. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it, it, catching up to all of this uh, content is a, is a pain in my little wet dick. Uh, that's graphic and terrible, but uh, I'll try to make it uh, somewhat entertaining. To you, this uh, story comes to us from the Baltimore, Maryland area. She's you, 10 years old. You have a, uh, a 10-year-old student who uh, just won the handwriting contest. I uh, guess what? There's something that should make it that her handwriting is not so great. You'll find out here, but uh, her handwriting's great. I, I saw it. I was like, "Look at that came to the United States from China. And
3: Ron Matz introduces us to a, a remarkable student who is proving yeah. when it comes to academics, yeah. nothing will stop her.
2: Make sure you've got something blue go back.
3: Sarah Hinesley is your typical ten year old.
2: I like to play, um, I like to watch TV.
3: She excels in the classroom like at St. John Regional Catholic School in Frederick. She recently won a national handwriting contest, recognized for her excellence in cursive. Yep.
2: I think it's kind of um well, kind of easy and sometimes kind of hard because you don't really...
0: Something's going on with that voice. I'm not sure what, what what's happened. It's kind of like a combination of uh, talking through nose and Jackie Man voice.
2: For all the letters to write. All the more remarkable.
3: Because Sarah was born without hands. That's Things right. Like... She has
0: no hands. If you're watching me pretend i don't have hands okay if there's it, it the, the arms go to the wrist and then it's just like a stump and uh she just kind of like holds the, the the writing instrument between her two stumps and then somehow manages to write so well she won the local contest or whatever it is
2: do i try to figure out what way i could do it and Try my best to fit. Try my best to make it work. Well, the artificial hand I made out
0: of okay, and this molding is a, clay. this is her sister. Now look, look at these kids are ridiculous because now they're interviewing the sister. They're talking to her because she made a a uh, artificial Jamie Lannister hand for her sister. So you got the the kid writing the cursive. And then, uh, and then the, the other one is actually fabricating hands out of clay. God. Sister Veronica wanted to help.
3: So in science class, she built an artificial hand for Sarah so they could play together. So she could, like,
0: catch. She's like, she's like you can diddle now uh, as you approach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, not, not okay. No, these are children, you stupid asshole.
2: A ping-pong ball, because she usually can't catch a ping-pong ball.
3: Sarah is an artist, too. Nothing stands in her way of her academic goals.
2: It's pretty amazing, uh, given
3: the yeah. uh, physical disability the teacher, that she has. Teacher. The last day of class here is June 13th. That's when Sarah will receive her trophy.
0: Uh-huh. I imagine, just try my hardest. She clutches it with her stumps and drops the damn thing. I'm
3: put my mind to it and this is what happens. Helping hands like when these
0: sisters go rock climbing. Helping hands? I don't know if I would have gone that, down that road. That was worse than my joke.
2: Meantime I fail I just keep doing it with Veronica um, cheering on me. I could always get to the top.
0: Alright, enough, enough talk. They should teach her sign W-J's language Jesus. so she doesn't have to talk for us. I don't know why I'm being so mean to her. I don't know what my problem is. My handwriting might be the worst. If you held a gun to my head and said, this needs to be legible. And if it's not legible, we're going to shoot you. uh, There's a a pretty good chance I would be dead. So, I don't know. Kudos to you. All right, here's another beautiful gesture that I can ruin. It was at an Alabama restaurant. And, uh, well, you had three guys there that were eating. And they noticed... A sweet, an old lady next to them who was alone. Now, uh, thank God she wasn't like a racial profiler and carried a pistol because uh, if these three black dudes came up to the table of the white lady, she might have pulled out her nine and shot them right there. Thank God none of that happened. As it turns out, it worked out. Jamario Howard posted on Facebook that he and two of his friends went to eat at a restaurant in Oxford, Mississippi last week. They noticed a lady sitting alone. Jamario wrote my exact thoughts. Dang, I'd hate to have to eat alone. Pause right there. I'd love to eat alone with no one around me. So if you ever see me and I'm old, well, I am now. If you ever see me eating alone, I don't want to talk to you fortunately for jamario this lady did want to talk to someone and she got these three handsome black men i wonder if she's like yeah you know this is a dream come true and uh the it could be a really really hot porno shoot uh you know great grant great might be all about this i have no idea what's wrong with my brain today jamario wrote uh my exact thought was dang i'd hate to have to eat alone That's when he decided to do something about it. Jamario said he walked up to the woman and asked if he could sit with her. Again, she's probably like, oh, yeah, my ship has come in. Jamario said he walked up to the woman, and uh, she said yes. And as they started talking, he learned that her husband died. I don't know when. It just says he, he died. And their 60th wedding anniversary was the next day. So she saw, like, you know, eating her uh, moon over my hammy at wherever. And uh, she's probably grieving. I instantly gave my, condo- my condolences and asked her to come eat with us, which she was excited to do, Jamario wrote. Yeah, I bet. Quote, to the point in this is always, he says, the point in this is always be kind and be nice to people. You never know what they are going through. This woman changed my outlook on life and how I look at other people. Everyone has a story, so do not judge. All right, enough with the pep talk. We get it. He continued. Jamario ended his Facebook post with an important reminder for people to go see their moms and grandparents. Ah, great. They miss you, he said. Facebook posts have been shared more than thirty thousand times, and has thousands of comments from people who love what he did. One person wrote, "Faith in humanity restored." Another said, "Your mamas, your mamas should be proud for the young men they have raised." I agree. That's uh, that's a good story, man. I don't know if I could have. I I don't know. I don't know if I would actually. No, I take it back. I I, I probably would if I could detect that someone was lonely. One thing I like to do, and I'm not bragging. It's just something that I do do. If, uh, like, this guy that used to work, when I used to work at the radio station on BBL, there was this dude named, I figured out his name, because I asked him. Homeless guy on the corner. And I'll never forget the look on that dude's face when I walked up to him. And uh, I said, hey, how are you? And he looked at me like, what is going on? And uh, I said, uh, he said, I'm okay. And so I had a conversation with him and I asked him his name. His name was Paul. So I introduced myself and then I, I kind of just left it right there and, and then just walked away from him. Now, he might have been thinking, hey, you cheap bastard, give me some money. Uh, but I was, uh, was kind of more like just, hey, uh, it's, it's nice to talk to you. See you down the road. So then I uh, saw him a few more times. It wasn't bad. It was, uh, it was some nice interactions. I hope to be able to see him again. All right, uh, boy, I saw this. This is, uh, this is classic. Um, there's a guy in, uh, let's see, it was a guy in Florida had been using a hidden camera to record a woman while she was in his shower. The woman was house-sitting for him, and he used a USB charger with a tiny camera in it. Now, that's bad enough. But um, and I'm, I'm looking at the guy and he and he just looks like a creeper. The heat is on and there's an ad. And uh, it was a device. It looked like a. Um, it looked like a block that you use to charge your iPhone with one of those things, but it was actually a camera. And uh, well, wait till you hear this guy's name.
3: A hidden camera used to record a young woman showering. New at four, a Brevard County man is
2: facing a video voyeurism charge. Deputies say the hidden camera was disguised as a cell phone charger. News six's James Barbero explains how he was caught. Just as you might think, this USB power adapter charges phones. What you might not know is it also has a tiny camera lens and a memory card inside. Jeez. Brevard sheriff's deputy say it belonged to this man whose intentions weren't for home surveillance,
1: but for voyeurism. They noticed that there was a, a hidden camera that had been placed in the bathroom.
0: Jonathan Moist's bathroom. He's 46, lives. That's right. Jonathan Moist is shooting shower videos of chicks that are watching his home. You know, I know that the film uh, Minority Report was all about pre-crime and being able to predict crimes based on uh, 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 the uh, pre-cogs, if you remember that old film with uh, Tom Cruise. Now, we're not talking about that here, but the guy's name is Jonathan Moist. Hey, We're the Moist family. What asshole decided to keep the name Moist? The fact that his father's name was Mr. Moist, Dad Moist, and and that asshole never changed his name. So then he has this asshole son named Jonathan Moist, who is guaranteed to be a rapist a creeper, probably a pedophile, sex with cats, shit like that. You know why? Because his name is Moist. Holy shit! No wonder why this dumb son of a bitch has to take videos of chicks showering. There's no way he's ever seen a woman who uh, is is uh, agreeing to be naked in front of. John. Hey, how you doing, John Moist? I'd like to be this asshole on a job interview. Uh, let's see here, Mr. Moist. Oh, uh, interview over. Sorry. Phone, <laughs> and deputies say he
2: discreetly recorded his niece's friend taking a shower. Ugh. She's just 18 or 19. Oh, no! She
1: thought it might be a camera. She took a closer look at it and then realized that it did have a lens and that it had an SD card.
2: Now it's Moist who's in hot water. <laughs> Arrested Thursday after deputies say the Moist. hidden camera was recording several months back at Moist's house in North Titusville. Moist niece was babysitting his dog and she brought her friend who showered and unknowingly to her was being.
0: This, this reporter sounds a little creepy, too, about the whole thing.
2: Deputies say the two friends discovered the camera right after and they pulled the memory card, which they put in a computer and watched the recorded video.
0: And then they kissed. They obviously had. the. Now, now I'm as bad as moist. We're up there for the purpose of recording people in the bathroom shower area.
2: Do you know how long he had the camera set up? Did he set this up right before they came over?
0: It appears it had been up before. It was edited in and it sounded like shit
1: period of time and reviewing the camera and the contents on the sd card there were no other victims found
2: moist returned home today after posting a two thousand dollars bond here at the brevard county jail he did not return our request for comment but coming up at 5 30 we'll tell you what he told deputies in his defense about that camera in brevard county oh, i'm james Sparvero getting results news six
0: you got more on this i gotta get more on this guy holy shit i want to hear from mr Moist. Man, if there was ever a time that I needed a phone number, I, I need it now. I'm scouring their website looking for an update on Moist. All right, stay tuned because I hope to be able to talk to someone from the Moist family at some point. And, and, I, and I think, you know, screw the fact that, that, that he did this. I want to know what's it like uh, growing up in a household where everyone is named Moist. In this rapey family. Holy shit. All right. Um, again, we are approaching the end of the month. Do not let your Patreon run out. Because then I'm going to want to slice my wrist. You know me. It's already, the shit's already starting to hit the fan. My God. Please stay up to date with your bank or, uh, or PayPal, whatever the fuck it is. I have no idea, but it's always screwed up. I was dr- A huge nosedive at the end of the month beginning of the next month i appreciate it because i'll keep putting out the content for you the rest assured thanks for uh, being patient with me getting this out late and all that stuff but uh i'll have more a little bit later on today for the thursday episode thanks for listening to talk to you pause in the action on not the best of the eric zane show podcast if you're listening to this and thinking man that eric zane Business is brisk. There's room for you. If you've got a business, reach out to me, eric at ericzancho.com. I'll tell you how it works. It's so simple to get your message heard uh, by thousands of people each and every week. Like Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zancho podcast, 616-285-50. Great group over there. And they want to help you with all of your IT needs. Now you can use them for project work. You can use them for consultation to determine what you need to buy to keep your. Hold on a second. Hey, Joe. To keep your business up and running, she was chewing on uh, the power cord. My God. Um. Also, if uh, you want someone as a managed IT service provider, meaning someone watching over your tech, like I use them for, you can do that too. Hello to my friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Love them so much. They'll help you out. I'm telling you. Get you into a mortgage to buy that house. We just had uh, Adam on Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia was talking to him and he goes, Oh, yeah uh forget the mortgage rate man people are still buying like crazy the market's hot again get out and buy a house 231-332-6505 get your mortgage from mario pre-approved today okay let's get back to it our final segment on not the best of the eric zane show podcast all right this is gonna suck hard
1: it's time for the Eric Zane Show Patreon Bonus Podcast, where you're more likely to hear something that would have gotten him fired from radio. Here's your
0: host, Eric Zane. Wow, I'm glad to be. here. proud of that. So proud. I just want to keep singing this a new Stu McAllister song. Thank you, Andrea. Uh, audience of two on the uh, Patreon bonus live stream. Now one. So it's going back and forth. Uh, what you deal with there is uh, a late night, so just a handful of people will be up uh, to, uh, to take part in the actual live, live version of the Patreon bonus. But for the rest of you who listen to the recorded version, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, the Patreon bonus still, uh, man, God, today was another gloriously jam-packed day of fun-filled podcasting and uh, internet content for the world. Just a day and a half ago, I was bitching to you about um, the young people who I had uh, uh, set to join me, and I felt like I was – I still swear to God, this whole thing is not my fault. Remember I was bitching to you about how um, Leo and Carl stood me up, and I didn't have the nerve to bring it up with, with Leo on the freebie. Because it's just not that big of a deal here on the Eric Zancho podcast for, you know, these for me to say, hey, you know, you told me you were going to be here and you weren't and and all that shit. But uh, lo and behold, and if you are just jumping in and did not listen to the previous episode, uh, I talked about these two young people their brothers (laughs) that are going to be like my assistants. I don't even like calling them interns because these kids are one's just graduating from high school. The other one's in 10th grade. They're brothers. They're musicians are very, 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 very smart. And, uh, and I was a little bit thrown off by the, all of a sudden they just didn't show up because they're a very together, um, couple of young men. And I was like, that was really weird because they wanted to be here and do this. And, uh, then all of a sudden, they're not here. So I was like, what just happened? So I gave a little bit of the background how uh, last Wednesday, I'm like, hey, you coming? It's 420, 430. Yeah, we're out of town. We're uh, we're doing this and that. Leo's getting a drum lesson. And I'm like, well, why didn't the fucking anybody tell me? I mean, <sighs> all right, and I didn't say anything. I go, all right, no problem. And then Monday of this week goes by, and uh, there's no... Uh, no Leo and Carl, no call, no show. So I'm like, well, that's that's weird. I bitch to you people about it. At about three forty today, I get a text. Hey, uh, just after four o'clock. Good today? And I'm like, holy shit. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah, yes. Come on, come on by. And I'm like, oh fuck, man. What the fuck am I gonna do now? All right i just pretend nothing happened. You know. He, he Leo shows up. It worked out great. He actually was a huge uh, help for me. Uh, I said to him, I go, Leo, I got, I'm not going to teach you anything today. I just want you to see how I do the show. Sit down there. I might talk to you. I might not. I have no idea. Uh, I'll show you how I upload something. I don't expect you to remember any of this. I'll make you do it on your own, and then I'll walk you through it. But for now, this is just how I do it. So that's how I kind of like to teach people. It was nice to be able to show somebody something without them, uh, uh, looking like they were scared to death that I was going to yell at them. It's crazy. Like that weird. Anyway, so Leah was awesome. So now I'm like, ah, shit. So then I said to him, uh, he, I go, so next Wednesday, are you coming in? And he goes, uh, yeah, yeah. And I go, okay, cool. How about Monday? He goes, yeah. And then I said, uh, were you supposed to be here Monday? Was that the plan? I said it like that, with that tone. Like, what's that? Like, like <laughs> I'm going to get to the bottom of this mystery. He goes, oh, yeah, Easter. I'm like, what the f-? Now, what, what I want to say is, what the fuck are you talking about, Easter? It's, it's not, there's no Easter Monday. And so, in my head, I'm having that discussion. I, sh- I should say, uh, what are you talking about, dude? Easter was Sunday. He goes, yeah, Easter. Monday? Is that a thing? I mean, everybody went back to school and work, right? Okay. No big deal. Uh, so, uh, no, but it was, it was, yeah, it was Easter Monday. That's, that's part of it now. Uh, described by Andrea's egg fart Monday might be, maybe that's what happened, but still a good time to be sure. I'm looking forward to working with the boys. Coral. His name is Carl. Coral and leo all right why the hell if you're watching this is eric wearing a purple sport jacket tie well it's a hockey night you have to dress up for hockey nights there was a time when i used just wear jeans and like a t-shirt when i would do pa i mean no no joke and then uh I don't know. I don't know what happened. But I said, you know what? From now on, I am always going to dress up when I do a hockey game. Hockey games to me are very special, uh, professional um, moments that you always, always must look your best. You must uh, play the part. You must pretend that this is the NHL game seven of the Stanley Cup finals all the time. Every game is like that. So that's why I dress up and it's just, it's fun, you know, it's special. So, uh, that's why I'm wearing a bright purple jacket. Why purple? I like colors. I like standing out. I like being different. So, uh, that's why that is. You'd be surprised though. These jackets, you can get them for like 50 bucks when you order them online. They come like direct from a, the, like a sweatshop in China. I mean, when you get it, it still smells like a young Chinese kid's uh, a, a ball sweat because he scratches his balls and then uh, sews the fabric, and then his boss beats the shit out of him, and then they uh, they send this thing you know over here for like next to nothing. Yeah, nice jacket from. There's some great things coming out of sweatshops today, and I for one am not. Uh, I'm not going to shy away from ordering some awesome sweatshop gear. If you really, really want to save money, you buy Chinese. I'm telling you. All these assholes that say buy American, you can go fuck off for all I care. I didn't make the rules about what's imported here and what's sent out. If the rules are set up for me to get shit from China for a low, low price, well, you better fucking believe I'm going to do that. Unless you want it. Where else can you get a purple coat for 50 bucks? Eat my asshole if you are bitching about that. So I got my China jacket. I got a whole bunch of colorful ones. And I'm off to the rink. Now, you need to know this. This is a continuation of the the deal yesterday with yesterday's hockey game. Or I should say the Tuesday night hockey game. As this is recorded... It's just after the Griffins played, and they lost. Holy shit. So now this amazing five-game series is tied at four, and we got to go back to Chicago for game five. Fuck me. Oh, sorry. Something clicked in my ear. What was that? So, uh, all right, here we go. Now, I'm not going to go into too much of the detail of the game, There's no, they lost. I'm kind of bummed out by the losing. That probably might go into more detail if they won. But I'm going to tell you this for you, Patreon people. I've got a gold mine of material, uh, from awkward hockey talk. And I didn't really have to do a whole lot of talking, frankly. And I'm going to be able to play. I think, you know, here's the thing. Um, I'm just going to keep this between us, the Patreon people and me, because you see, Uh, Behind this paywall, we are protected. And this is what I mean. Me having my phone rolling with uh, video captures of hockey players without them knowing it is a big no-no. And I am busting rules. And I will get my ass kicked if I'm going to get my ass kicked eventually. But this is like what my daughter does. Ask for forgiveness instead of permission. So I figure uh, eventually somebody's gonna find out and say knock it off, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, but you know I wear a purple jacket. Anyway, this guy got to, uh, got into the box tonight, and uh, he had a string of obscenities. That was one of the uh, uh, most poetic things I'd heard in a long time. I'm a big fan of swearing, as you know, and uh, there's nothing better than a anger fueled rage down. They don't. No one calls it that. Rage out. Whatever. This guy gets in there, forget what the hell his name was, and he starts swearing at the ref. Now, this ref, I think, is forever going to suffer from PTSD. His, uh, his, the ref's first name is Furman. Now, if your name's Furman, you no doubt have spent your whole life getting the shit kicked out of you. So this guy probably like played uh, maybe one or two years of junior hockey and got his ass kicked doing that. And then said, I better go be a ref because I suck and my name's Furman. Now, this guy in yesterday's game, he was the dude that got a little frustrated and was forgetting who was fighting who. And, and it was just uh, just a, a clusterfuck on the Tuesday night game. So the Wednesday night game is not much better. Except the, uh, the uh, uh, calls were going more into the favor of the, the Wolves in this game, which is how hockey goes sometimes. But one time, he uh, he made a call against some dude from Chicago. And this dude unleashed a series of obscenities that I was really impressed with. And he, in fact, took a shot at him at something that I didn't notice. I noticed that at some point, the uh, he yelled out, he referred to the ref. He said, hey, you twitchy motherfucker. And uh, I, uh, I I looked at the ref, and sure as shit, he had some type of... Uh, a fucking palsy or something going on. I'm not sure what it, what it was, but he was kind of like he had the yips or some type of uh, a, a, a skip or something going on that was making him twitch. And I, and I just thought he was just calling him that for to be funny, but then I looked at the guy one second later and sure as shit, he was twitchy as hell. And I, I thought, what a vivid descriptor. And I thought to myself, um, what... Uh, If I'm that ref, there's no way this guy is going to be allowed to play anymore. If I have some type of physical malady for life that causes me to twitch uncontrollably and another player calls me a twitchy motherfucker, there's no fucking way you're going to play any more minutes of this hockey game. But he stuck with it. Now, maybe he didn't hear it. I don't know. But this guy continued to go after this ref. He called him a twitchy motherfucker and you stupid sea sucker. I mean, just lighting him up. And uh, then I I key on the mic, and I start to announce the penalty. And then as I start to announce it, I hear the dude who referred to the ref as a twitchy motherfucker. He goes, oops, sorry. And and while I'm, I'm thinking to myself, while I'm reciting the call, that why the fuck is that guy saying sorry? And who is he saying sorry to? I finish the call, and I feel... A hockey stick poke me and I look over my shoulder and it's dude and uh he's gone from swearing to being apologetic he goes man I'm sorry I I I, I'm afraid that what I said was getting on the mic and I go oh no it does it's a very much a mic that uh, you have to be right up on it you got to be right up on it like this for it to work if you're here it's like you can't even hear it don't even worry about it he goes oh thank god so this, this poor dude thought that he was say, calling, saying, you're a twitchy motherfucker to the, <laughs> to the entire crowd, which was not the case. But uh, I got that all recorded. The, I have that audio, and I have that video. So now I can't guarantee I can post the video tomorrow, but I can... God, I hate promising shit, because then I never... If I don't get it done... Because I'm jammed tomorrow. I got an interview with Jamie Kennedy via the phone. I got Kid's Food Basket coming in here. and uh, But I'm going to try my damnedest. It's, if it's not tomorrow, it'll be the, the next Patreon po- uh, bonus podcast. And this is just between us. Do not say shit to anybody about this. So uh, I will have that for you. Of <laughs> him actually calling the ref a twitchy motherfucker. <laughs> Oh God! I uh, I will never ever stop doing this unless I I, you know, unless I get fired. <laughs> All right, now um, well, I was sitting in here uh, contemplating before I went and recorded this and did this live with you. I was like, what the fuck am I gonna talk about? I've just been at this hockey game. My brain is totally invested in this. I have not. It takes me for each. 30 minutes of this show, whether it be the freebie or the Patreon, that's about an hour and 15 minutes of preparation. And either one or two things are going to happen. Either I'm going to riff and storytell and describe like I am this second, or I am going to talk about something in the news, which in, sometimes will lead to phone calls and, shit like that which i love uh but the ultimate favorite thing is to do what i'm doing right now and just talk to you which you know seems to work everybody seems happy for the most part i haven't had too much negative feedback you know here and there say you suck dick but uh, i don't give a shit um but uh so i'm like sitting down here what the fuck am i going to talk to these people about i got nothing absolutely nothing. And I'm like, all right, well, rack your brain, go over it and get after it and figure it out as you go. So what you have heard has been that. But one thing did happen that this story needs to be told because uh, my wife is a one-person wrecking ball. And because this is the scenario, and she's going to kill me if she finds out I told this story, but too bad. We get into the car and, uh, I'll, as we start driving, I hear a person go like this. Uh. And I'm like, w- what was that? And it was, uh, see, cause in the car, it was Eric, Diana, uh, Justin, Jacqueline and Jacqueline, Jacqueline's friend, Jessica. It's Jessica. In the back seat, it goes Jessica on the outside, Jackie on the outside, Dinah in the middle. We're in a, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, what is my car? Oh, a Honda Civic Hybrid. And uh, it's small. So you got five people, three in the back that are the three ladies. Justin is a giant in the passenger seat and me. And I hear this. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And then I hear, Mom! It's Jackie. And then I hear windows rolling down. And then Jessica's voice is no longer like in the car. It's almost like she's sticking her face out the window going, Oh, <coughs> oh
1: God, ma'am.
0: This all happens in one and a half seconds. It's about that time that this hot zester floats to the front of the car. Diana has pushed out a, a, a stream of air That has had to wiggle its way around a a hard turd that has been there for probably like six days. Uh, Andrea describes it as egg fart Wednesday in the car. Yes, I guess. And then uh, the, the line, I can't remember the last time I pooped is said by Diana. And and so it's just pandemonium. Everybody's grossed out. It's so bad. We're stuck at like a light. There's no air going to the car. And then I go, all right, no more. No more. Stop. Hold it in. And you better not do that in bed. So this is what I have to look forward to tonight. Plus, Daisy's in the bed, which she, by the way, shouldn't be up on the bed because she jumps down. She's going to break her leg, uh, breaking the rules completely. Daisy hasn't crapped in two days. We have a real problem on our hands. And then Diana shit her pants again. Second time. We're two miles away from the rink. Oh my God. Where's my phone? I have no, you have no idea how many times this woman does this leaves stuff places. And it's always, you know, like purse, phone, phone social security card checkbook wallet shit that's like important shit that like in the two miles it would take to get back you're worried to death about some about someone walking away with it so i was betting it's in the car jacqueline does that she has that uh feature where you can check on the other members of your family if they let you do it where they are you know and, uh, sure enough, she looks, she goes, your phone's at the Van Andel arena. So I had to go all the way back to the fucking arena, go inside, get the phone. And then on our way home, more farts, more chaos. My God. One thing after the other, uh, I want to remind, and, uh, I'll be able to do this tomorrow too. But, uh, for the folks on Patreon on Friday, that is Tootsie Roll Day for the cognitively impaired, mentally impaired, emotionally impaired individuals in and around Jenison, Hudsonville, Grandville, Michigan. Once a year, I put on the yellow smock with my friends of the Knights of Columbus. It's called the MI Drive. Now, this was the organization where uh, years ago, I always was... Uh, I would cringe when I'd see the yellow smock because it actually had the words on it. I think these are the last people to get the memo that that word's not okay in the world today. I still like to say it, but I get yelled at, so I don't do it. But they used to say, Knights of Columbus helps retarded children. It actually said the word retarded children. And I was like, fuck, man, that just seems brutal to me. This is like 10 years ago that I'd see that. Help the retarded, it would say. Funny, funny feeling every time I see that. It's like, I don't, I don't think that works, man. You know. So now it's different. It doesn't say that word anymore. So that's good. I will be helping, though. And uh, what you do is you go to uh, Gemmins hardware store uh, just off Chicago and right by the family fair. Everybody knows where Gemmins is, for God's sake. If you live around me, you know where that is. If not, will you please make a trip? 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. is when I will be in front of Gemmins by myself with the smock. That's where my chainsaw was uh, officially uh, said to be dead. Give me like $100 each of you, and I'll give you one Tootsie Roll. Okay? If you want two Tootsie Rolls, okay, this is the deal. For every one, If you give me $100, I'll give you one Tootsie Roll. If you give me five hundred dollars, I'll give you two Tootsie Rolls. If you give me five thousand dollars, I will give you three Tootsie Rolls. What do you think of that? Huh? No, man. Give me a buck. I'll give you as many Tootsie Rolls as you want. Your kids, I'll just whatever. You know, if you want to just drop by and say hello, that's cool too. This money pays for camp for the developmentally, mentally impaired, cognitively impaired kids. They go to a horse camp, equine camp, I think it's called. But they pet horses, they take care of the horses, they ride on the horses. It's a camp. It costs a lot of money for each kid. The Knights of Columbus pays for all the kids. And they love it. It's a great time. So, come see me. Say hello. I want to see each and every one of you. Two to four on Friday, capiche? Uh, with this beard going, and you can't see this on the recording. If you're but you're on Patreon tier two, you'll be able to see the video later on. Uh, just you know, it doesn't have to be live. You can go back into the archives with this suit jacket on and this playoff beard. I look like uh uh, uh like a really gay Wall Street employee who just took a bath on a bad day on the stock market maybe i, I lost like my life fortune or some shit and i uh, drank my ass off for the rest of the day you folks are the best i appreciate your support the eric zane show podcast on for another day broadcast broadcast excellence see you folks have a good one okay wow that is it holy cow no more we are done not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast in the books for this, whatever this is, I guess Thursday is when this is, uh, this is airing. Thanks for checking it out, folks. I appreciate you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane is where I have some very special shows. Uh, I describe them as while I'm away shows, something for you to listen to while I'm away. Those shows that are there, alone are worth the cost of the patreon okay um you don't know then you don't know but if you know you know patreon.com slash eric zane and you will know thank you so much for checking this out i'll have more of these shows um for the one dated let's see thursday wait a minute friday may 26 wait a minute fuck i gotta look at the calendar I'm all fucked up now. Today's Okay. This one is (laughs) published Thursday, May 25. The next one published Friday, May 26. I've done it. Thank you for the time. Till next time. Bye-bye.